Josh Gross, thanks for coming on The Exchange once again. Thanks for having me on The Exchange once again. Every month you invite me back, and I'm always like, really? You guys are so great. Thank you. (laughs) Do you ever doubt that we'll have you back? Every month. It's just in perpetual state of anxiety. It's like, what did I say? Am I out now? Is that it? (laughs) We get to wander the wilderness alone, shaking people, saying, hey, do you want to hear about what live music is coming to Southern Oregon and Northern California? Because I'd love to tell you. And then they go, okay, dude. You would do this anyway, no matter the venue, though, right? I mean, you you just love telling people about music coming. I do. I genuinely do. I genuinely love sharing what live music is coming to town with people. It's like a calling, you know? It's a thing. Okay, uh, we start with that. the Paul Revere of the local music scene, you know? (laughs) The, the music bands is coming. are coming! <laughs> the bands are coming! <laughs> and Samuel Prescott behind you going, yeah, I'm really going to get there, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we start with, uh, let's see, May 12th, Haley Hendricks at Fry Family Farm. Let's hear some Haley. Yeah. And there's a centipede Naked in your bedroom And you swear to God the cussers out to get you And I digress Cause I must make you the perfect morning Try my best To scoop the slugger out the window of saying this about every clip i think but boy there's a lot going on in there yeah there really is it is hard to make trombone sound so soothing and yet it just she did it so magnificently uh hayley hendrix is a folk singer out of portland i believe and uh i just love how like gentle and soothing her stuff is and, you know she's just got this uh, big concept piece called i really need to start a garden uh, about just sort of like this idea of like trying to find some stuff that's like soothing and gentle and sort of gives you some sort of sense of peace and like centeredness. And I think you can really hear it in a tune like that one. That was uh, that one's called The Bug Collector. I think that was the clip that was of them playing it live on KEXP in, in Seattle. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like they managed to bring it like that gentle and that soothing live. I mean, that's that's impressive. It's hard because usually you get on stage and you're like, all right, there's an audience. Let's dance. Let's do this. And, you know, and she's like, no, let's all, you know, like, feel it down to the down to our cores and i think that's uh that's pretty cool and uh you know that's i think the vibe you want it like a, a farm show too so and so i i just I, I find myself wondering again i'm trying not to get into the discussion of genre i seem to beat this one to death but but the idea being how do you signal to people who haven't heard your stuff um what they will know about your stuff by hearing it you know the modern genre is no genre or all genre and it's because you know like streaming has really collapsed a lot of things into one another and so it's like you can now experience everything equally, you know, from all across time and, you know, like whatever you want. And it's really created a lot more sub But I mean, to me, this is modern folk music. Like, I think people hear the word folk music and they think, oh, OK, it's like, you know, lay down your head, Tom Dooley or something by the Kingston Trio. And sure, that was folk music then. But folk music means like of the people. And this is something that just sort of sounds like this is what the people are sitting around strumming on the acoustic guitar now, which may include some more modern elements of India and electronic and, you know, or little bits of like rock mixed in. But it still has that same sort of like vibe. And I don't like saying neo-folk because that sounds like, you know, it's like Mad Max or something like right. that. But, but uh, you know, it really, to me, this is just sort of modern folk music, you know. 
And that's Haley Hendricks. This, this is what Joni Mitchell would be doing if she were contemporary today, you mm-hmm. know, to mm-hmm. me. Haley Hendricks at Fry Family Farm on the 12th of May. On the 22nd of May, we have Escape from the Zoo coming to JB's in Medford. And I'd like to believe that the art came from me and it wasn't the drugs. But it truly is frightening deep down inside of me. I'm not so sure that it was. Please tell me. for the desire expressed in the song, huh? Yeah, it's real easy to get drawn into that. Uh, so this is Escape from the Zoo is a new project from a, a guy named Jesse Sandejas of another sort of folk hyphenate group called Days and Days. Days and Days were sort of known for having these really intense songs. Like I think Rolling Stone said that their uh, album was like more emotionally volatile than Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, which is not a subtle statement. No. Uh, and this uh, project is, you know, he brought in uh, drums and a full backing band, and it's uh, this whole album, uh, Escape from the Zoo's uh, sort of debut, is all about his sort of quest to get sober, which I think you can hear there in that. And what's so intense about it is just he lays it all bare in the songwriting. And there's some really emotionally vulnerable stuff that I think come, is fascinating to hear in the context with really sort of boisterous, raucous, um, loud music, and it's interesting to sort of the idea of like the 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 maturity phase of people that grew up playing in punk bands, where it started off as everything is like snotty, you know, like ah, bad, the government's bad, ah, society's bad, and then you get to the they get to the point where it's like, oh my god, I want to do some work on myself, and I think it's time that we all do this with it, and you can really hear it in their music in a way that's uh, that's unusually raw and uh, and uh, really sincere, and it's really just a fascinating. Fascinating and fantastic songwriting. So. It's some good stuff, and yeah, the fact that this is not just a story, but it's it's a personal story being told by the the writer. Yeah, and it really does like it doesn't hold anything back, and you know, it doesn't sort of like edit it for the uh, you know for broadcast as they say. Like you know, it's very honest, very raw, very open, and I think that maybe that's part of his journey, his quest is that sort of sense of connection. But uh, I think there's you know you can kind of hear it and it really comes through in the art like how sincere it is. I mean just that statement. I would like to believe that the art came from me and it wasn't the drugs, right. but I'm not so sure that it was. Like that's 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 intense, you know. And you don't get that level of sincerity in songwriting very often. And to me, it's very rare and very special. And I think it's it's worth celebrating. So I, if you have the chance to see Escape from the Zoo. Uh, honestly, they're way too big to be playing in Medford. So, like, it's it's kind of a big deal. So, Escape from the Zoo is coming to Johnny B's in Medford on the 22nd of May. On the 24th of May, Suitcase Junket comes to the Jefferson Center for the Arts, the JCA, in Mount Shasta. Let's hear Suitcase Junket. <laughs>
It is again one of those songs, Josh Gross, where I, I really thought it was going to go one way at the beginning, and it, and, it, and it changed as it went along. Interesting. You know, it's funny because this is the other guy that I would kind of put in one of those new modern folk kind of folk hyphenate categories. This one's a little, got a little more rock influence in it, but, it, you know, if you listen to more of uh, their Duque's Junkets material, it leans deeper into the folk, but it really doesn't feel like the folk of the Kingston Trio or the Joni Mitchells or, you know, into Bob Dylan. It really has a sort of, like, modern contemporary vibe. And, you know, this is, Suitcase Young is an interesting group. Uh, the guy behind it, he, he, a lot of his instruments are basically salvaged. I think he found his first guitar in the trash and rehabbed it. And, uh, you know, just kind of decided to keep that going. So it has a, like, kind of a slightly junky feel, which kind of gives it that sort of retro folk vibe of like, oh, yeah, these are instruments that have been handed down for generations or something. But, you know, then sort of finds ways to present the whole act as a, as a one-man band. You know, just really sort of... Some, like looking out and saying, what is it that I want to say? What's my message? You know, and uh, I think it's some really interesting material. It had really, it's like, has that modern folk feel. Like it's undeniably folk, but it's undeniably like a new version of it. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Suitcase Junket coming to uh, Jefferson Center for the Arts in Mount Shasta on the 24th of May, same night at the dip in Reading, Necromantics. Let's hear them. The straight yeah. mummy's death things causes a shiver and earthquakes. Out of the tombs come sexy zombies, dead corpses are wet. The restless, headless horseman is looking for his path. A guana smelling witch is eating coffins with a bat. Upstairs, the Frenchy she devils tempts with wild mats. And you know, I recommend it for a torment to men and bondage. I'll come back in that old walk around the newsroom humming haunted cat house <laughs> I have to explain myself <laughs> well, you like you know you like the the last psychobilly band that played for you so much i thought we'd bring some more i you know um, I, th- I thought this was psychobilly but i didn't want to venture out there and take a b- bad guess this is more than just like this is probably one of the top five psychobilly bands in the world like if you were making a list of the, the biggest groups they'd definitely be on it these guys have been around since 1989 uh they're from the netherlands and I always say, if you get a chance to see a band that's from another country, go do it, because it's a lot harder to tour internationally than you'd think. So you may not get a chance to see me, especially if they've been touring since 1989. And there's a point where they're looking at, you know, eyeing the clock and going, you know, I'm not, maybe it's time to call this a day. Uh, but these guys are great. You know, um, they're sort of known for very visually iconic. They're, uh, they're front, their singer, their front person plays a, an upright bass that's actually made out of a coffin. Oh. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's got this very, like, sort of strong visual imagery. Um, but they've been around since 1989, sort of really bringing together like classic American rockabilly, which is very big in the Netherlands, um, in Scandinavia in general, and uh, you know with sort of 19 classic 1950s and 60s horror themes, you know, uh, you know like classic movie monster sort mm-hmm. of stuff. That's why the song's called Haunted Cat House. You know, it's like what yeah. what were the greasers of the day sort of like doing with it? And then you just kind of lean oh, into that yeah, yeah. and play with those themes, you know. That's uh, Necromantics coming to the dip in Reading on the 24th of May. And then uh, over the course of four days, the 26th through the 29th, the Ashland World Music Festival. And uh, Jake Blount, Blount is going to be our uh, exemplar. Once there was no
So over the course of four days, uh, far from the only act there, clearly, Josh. Oh, definitely. There, there are way more bands than I can rem- even remember playing. Um, it's all going to be happening at the uh, Ashland, uh, the band shell in Lithia Park. Big old festival. A couple words about Jake Blunt, but uh, it, it, Jake Blunt's another example of what we were talking about, that sort of idea of like modern folk. Like Jake Blunt's big project right now is this sort of concept album of taking old um, Negro spirituals and sort of infusing them with some modern production elements, electronic drums, that sort of thing, and, and turning it into a sort of Afrofuturist concept album, which is, you know, it's, again, one of the things that's undeniably folk, but it is absolutely 100% contemporary. And it's just fascinating stuff. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many great groups uh, playing over the course of that festival, um, doing some really interesting stuff all across the sort of folk and world spectrum. And a lot of them are being brought in, you know, like from from all over. I think I'm pretty sure Jake Plant is from uh, Vermont or somewhere on the East Coast. And then, uh, you know, there's definitely some groups coming up from San Francisco. I think there's some coming in internationally. So it's, you know, it's not just going to be like, oh, look. The standard old white people play the greatest hits of Africa, which is, you know, all too often what folk world music ends up being. All right. Well, a whole great list again, once again, from Josh Gross with this month's edition of Rogue Sounds. Thanks again for joining us one more time on the Jefferson Exchange. Thanks again for having me, Jeffrey. It's always a pleasure.